0: One thing I want you to do for me What? Come here What? Win Win
1: Why are we waiting for? Take us!
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 58. We're in the uh, Comedy Store studio with uh, my buddy Lucas Hurl, who was our guest. And we are also with... Hang on one second, don't hit the on that thing yet. (laughs) Fucker, now i got to do it all over again. Um, (laughs) Um, And we're also with uh, my buddy Todd Larson, who's in here. uh... It's Todd Larson, not Tard Larson. What did I say? You said Tard Larson. This happens to me at least... I did not
1: say Tard Larson. You said my name too fast, and it comes up Tard Larson. I swear Uh, to God, it happens uh, all the time. I think
0: (laughs) Out that way because that's what it is. <laughs> anyway, Lucas Hurl is the guest, and uh, Todd is here, and he's uh, taking pictures for us, and uh, and providing some, uh, some laughter and comedy relief. I,
2: you know, I do the same thing because we're from the same part of the country where we put ours in things. Yeah. So I could see the Tard, the Todd. Well, I mumble Washington, so a lot of things sound like, you know. They're not supposed to. Well, it's
0: because
1: people are saying my name, Todd, and then Larson, and they go into it too fast, so it comes out Todd Larson. I've been brought up on stage at least ten times as Todd Larson. I'm not even kidding. Well, and I, I just said did. Todd. <laughs>
0: Todd Larson. And now i got to edit all this shit out. Um, <laughs> Why? This is funny. This is Yeah, that's true. It's hilarious. Um, well, everybody, uh, before we get into uh, uh, interviewing my buddy Lucas here, um, I'm going to have a baby, and it's going to be a boy. And uh, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. How many... When? When's the due date? Uh, November 8th. Okay. And uh, we've known for a while, obviously, that she was pregnant, but um, <laughs> but I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl until last week. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I was... I kept saying I'm totally cool either way, whether it's a boy or a girl, but... That was bullshit. Um, <laughs> I wanted a boy so bad. I mean, I prayed about it. I was like, God, please. <laughs> I don't think, uh, you know, I would obviously love my my daughter very much and all that. I just am afraid it would have driven me into an early grave and or prison. You
1: have to worry about way more
0: the with the girl. With the girl, yeah. you do, um, and you want a boy first, so you can have a big brother. If you have another one, yeah. If we have, an, you know, if we have another one, I think I just want one good one though.
2: <laughs> Instead of two... here's a real, yeah. Here, here's a hillbilly question for yeah. you. Um, what are like the statistics on boy babies born in winter months? Like I know they make good hockey players. According to, have you heard that? I have no idea. Be- because like they're, I don't know if they're like a year older than the league they play in or. Malcolm Gladwell has a whole book about it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you mean like they're... Uh, oh, okay, I got what you're saying. You know like, what I'm saying? So they'll be the older kids. There's something about being born in, like, winter months. Like, I was... I'm just, My birthday is January 21st, so, like, the coldest day of the year. Yeah. There's something about that that, like, it's just so cold and shitty, and I think... You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> but wouldn't you be... Like, if you were... Like, in wrestling, there's, like, an 8 and under, and a 10 and under, and a 12 and under. You right. would have been, like, on the younger side of that, because right. your birthday falls right after the new year. Right. Whereas my son's birthday will be Close to the end of the old year, so he'll be pl- he'll be so he'll more be mature kid.
2: against yeah. his own age. He'll I be dominating. He'll get that confidence. Wait, when's he I, do?
0: When's he do? I didn't even think about that. November eighth.
2: Yeah. So
1: okay. So he's gonna be when he goes because I was born in September, so I was always older than everybody because they yeah. made me wait a whole other year. Yeah. So as soon as school started, like three weeks later, I turned six. And I was so thinking, I'm like yeah.
0: older than everybody. Yeah. 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 yeah
2: you're yeah. always gonna have an eleventh month advantage.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. So he's gonna, gonna be like hit, better in sports.
2: If you're cool with it, we'll go ahead and hit okay. uh you know
0: fuck it. We're live now. Is it say we're live? I'm
2: trying to connect is what it's like. I mean twelve months if your wife can We in. are live. Keep them in, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hello everybody in uh in Facebook land. Uh go to <laughs> www.twitchtv.com. comedy store or whatever. It's on the uh it's on the Facebook post I made. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just fucked up the address, but
2: um, we're <laughs> did li- you did you know what Twitch was before
0: now? Uh, I just know that it's like a video gaming thing. It's huge. Yeah, it's ginormous. Um, I've never heard of Twitch until now. It's I think huge. somebody's how, asking how, us a question. I what are they asking, Todd? Oh, oh uh, how fuck you know? Don't worry about it. Fuck those people. I, I <laughs> can't. I'd <I, laughs> have everybody. to turn it because <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are checked. So you know, I think, do you know what Twitch is, though?
2: It's people watching other people play video games. Yeah, I don't understand it, frankly. It's huge, though, man.
0: Yeah, I know it's huge. Um, and we're yeah. on it, so maybe I shouldn't like <laughs> sound like I'm bagging on it. Um,
2: Did you have arcades growing up where, like, yeah. if you couldn't afford it, you'd play it or pretend you are playing it?
0: Yeah, I was that kid. We had a Price Chopper. Do you guys have a <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, when I was a kid,
0: Price Chopper was, like, in its infancy. It was, like, just this big warehouse where you went and got groceries. But they had a Dig Dug and a Pac-Man. And I rarely had a quarter, so I would go, and I would just sit and watch somebody else play. So I guess i kind of get it. Like I would watch some adult who knew what he was doing, and I'd be like, wow, look at him play. Uh-huh. And then every now and again, they'd have to go, and they'd be like, do you want my guy? And I'd be like, fuck yeah, I want your guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd get in there and die right away, because I had no idea what I was doing. But yeah, I was that kid when I was, uh, we had an arcade called Papa Z's Pizza close to our house. And we had the, there was a game called uh, Ring King. This boxing game, and I loved it. And I would walk, I don't know how long it was, probably four miles round trip with one quarter to play that game. And it was (laughs) worth it if I had a good game, like if I got to six or seven, the sixth or seventh guy, but if I got killed right away, I was like, fuck. Then I'd spend like an hour trying to find like a quarter that somebody had dropped or going around to an abandoned game that somebody had, you know...
1: That's the, that's the saddest <laughs> story I've
0: heard.
1: In a while. Hey man, I was poor. I didn't
0: give a shit. And uh, when you're that, mow young, a lawn or something. That's what I well, did. Dude, I would, I'm talking like young, like okay. too young to be mowing lawns. Pl- I would play a
1: karate fun. karate arcade game in my karate gi in like the Seven Eleven like down the street from my house. That's pretty <laughs> fun. <laughs> I was I would just get out of my karate class and go play
0: this
2: yeah. karate game. And my yeah. story <laughs> is the saddest thing you've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you dressed up, but like I had my character. own quarters. <laughs> Well, fuck! Like Street Fighter Two, a game like that. But when you find out when you first play it on an arcade, and then you play it on a console, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, you know, if you have a Super Nintendo, you can just play an arcade game at your house all the time. Yeah, I never sound like old guys. Except it's a little bit
0: different because uh, I mean it was obviously the. But I like the uh, Atari. My friend James has a joke about how that the the ledge was the food ledge. But you're like your grilled cheese there, <laughs> <with> cereal <laughs> or whatever. That's so true. How old are you, Lucas? Uh, thirty-three. Thirty-three. Okay. Well, I'm forty-two, so I'm am got nine years on you. But yeah. so things are probably starting to change around uh, around your time, actually. But I grew up on Atari twenty-six hundred, and then it went to ColecoVision, which was also a piece of shit,
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Nintendo, which is about as far as uh, mm-hmm. as I got. Mm-hmm. But, Nintendo was my first, and I was I was a kid kid. Like, you know, we had to blow into it, and we did the thing, I remember I I have two older brothers, and they would, uh, they would play it in the morning, and then you couldn't save it, your progress, Yeah. so you just had to pause your TV, Yeah. like, you're in the basement, you pause the TV, you go to school, you do your shit, you (laughs) come home nine hours later, no, you can't (laughs) save it on Nintendo, so then you just turn the TV on, and God forbid, your, you know, your dad didn't.
0: Yeah. Turn it off. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs>
2: Just pick up where you left you can off. You pause
0: that shit for eight hours. Like a little note on there. Don't touch my game. Yeah. I'll be back after school. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Uh, so you grew up in Iowa, right? Yeah. Um, what part of Iowa? Oskaloosa,
0: Oskaloosa. southeast. Is that close to uh, any, any big cities?
2: It's like three hours from Kansas City. Um, it's probably like five hours from Chicago. What about like in Iowa? In Iowa, it's, it's about an hour and ten, fifteen from Des Moines, where I went to high school in Des Moines. Were you a uh,
0: college Iowa wrestling fan then?
2: Yeah, I went to the University of Iowa. Oh, you Graduated. you yeah, That's right. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, big time. I mean, I knew you were an Iowa fan, but I didn't yeah. realize
0: you went to Iowa.
2: Oh no, and you know, since I've been in California the last eight years, like Iowa's got like when they were in the Rose Bowl last year. Yeah. Um, a bunch of. Football players. It was like the day before Christmas. Christmas Eve. We're at uh, Cabo Cantina down the street, and Jay was like, "Luke, there's a bunch of high school, you know, or a bunch of Iowa football players at Cabo. You got to go." And I had my Iowa hoodie on, I was in biking gear, because he used to bike to the store. And and you know, it was Christmas Eve, and I went down there, and the streets of Hollywood were empty, and it was just like four Iowa linemen in there, and they instantly mm-hmm. knew, yeah. and I looked like one of them.
0: Yeah.
2: So we started taking pictures and shit, and yeah. just hang. One of them was uh, Kirk Ferentz's son who was, I think, I want to say a center. Okay. But uh, he's such a level-headed kid. I was like, you know, it was, like, it was last year, and I was like, what are you going to do afterwards? He's like, oh, I want to be a teacher. Like, that's oh, yeah. what I love about Iowa is we really don't have, you know, the scars that I say Ohio State and Michigan do or others, Big, and I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for saying this, but you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of corruption in Iowa. Oh, okay. The I'd biggest thing I'd... they have is like players will overwork themselves and get that condition where your muscles... You have to be hospitalized because you're, you know... Right. Like That's that Dan Gable mentality, though. Yeah. That guy's insane. Yeah. So you, you just read her book about Dan Gable. Yeah, right? I love Dan Gable. I'm obsessed with him. I see his Google Talks. The guy's such an amazing person.
0: Yeah, I met him a couple of years ago. We were at the uh, World Championships, and there was a line to meet Dan Gable. And uh, I literally got kind of teared up. I was like, I'm going to meet Dan Gable. And I got up to him, and I was like all nervous, like a kid meeting Santa Claus. And I'm like, "Hey, Mr. Gable," <laughs> like my voice cracked and shit. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I just want to tell you, it meant a lot to me to meet you. You know, I wasn't like I was like fumbling over my words, like a jackass. I'm like, I'm a professional performer. I can't talk to this man. And he just kind of looked at me, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> like, like I've heard that a million
2: times. Like, and he wasn't being a
0: dick. He was just there was a long line, and he's just like, "Yeah, yeah." Get
2: it, get it He's such a modest guy. Yeah. He's so freaking modest. It's if, amazing. For the
0: people who don't know who Dan Gable was, he was uh, an Olympic champion in 1972. He didn't lose a match in high school or college until his very final match against Larry Owings. Um, God, you know the guy's name. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know the score. He got beat 13 to 11 um, and it was a sophomore. The guy was a sophomore and he got into Gable's head. He was like, I'm gonna beat Dan Gable, and, and all anyone had ever done with Gable is kiss his ass. And even at, even before the finals, they like gave him the Outstanding Wrestler Award, and 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 all this shit, and like three-time NCAA champion. He's like, he hasn't even won it yet. And uh, anyway, he lost, and but it spurred him on to become Dan Gable, who went on to the uh, 1972 Olympics and didn't give up one point. It's insane. Which is like winning Wimbledon without losing a game of tennis. It's it's seriously the equivalent of doing that. And he would train seven hours a day, seven days a week. And now he's got a fake hip, and he had to. He got out of coaching when he was like forty three because he was uh, he was just too intense. I mean, you can't keep that shit up forever. It'll kill you.
2: Yeah. Um, so what what was the book you read? Um, I, I it was I want to say his first one probably. Um, yeah, his daughters or one of his daughters swam when I was there. Like okay. all his kids kinda went to the school, you know, even when he retired, he still had that connection. And you I'm know sure he, they went for free probably. Oh, they have to Yeah. yeah. Um He seems like such a modest, down to earth like homebody and you know the dark side of what happened. Yeah. When he was a yeah. Yeah. When he it's, was when he was fifteen. He was fifteen and his his sister was murdered. In their family home, while him and his parents were out, they were either camping or fishing, and yeah. And Gable knew the kid that, that did it. Yeah. Like the kid had said something to him a couple days before. Yeah, some inappropriate thing, and on the yeah. way home he
0: was like, "You know, I think I might know who did this." And his dad slammed
1: on the brakes. there like, no, you should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Wait, s- some kid said to him, "Hey, I'm going to kill your family." No, no, no. We'll he burn. said something.
0: He said something inappropriate, like. You know, like your sister's hot, or I'd like to do something to your oh, sister. Or, you know, just something like that. And uh, so, on the way home from this camping trip, because they they knew they called home or something, or I don't remember exactly how it went down, but they knew that they're so they had this three hour ride back home, knowing that their, that their daughter oh. had gotten murdered in, oh, Jesus in their home. So can you imagine how long of a ride that would be? So Dan Gable's in the back seat. <coughs> And he's he just says to his dad, I think I may have done this, and he slammed on the brakes. And I guess, from if I'm remembering correctly, like he, his dad was like, "Who? Who?" And you know, he was kind of at a loss for words, and I like slapped him, and he's like, everything came into focus, and <laughs> I just kind of. You know, so you told hit,
1: your him, yeah. <laughs> well, <coughs> hit your kids. Yeah. Hit your kids. His uh,
0: his parents, I guess, were like arguing about it and all this stuff, and then and then Gable moved into her room. Yeah. And
2: and and like save the family almost. Yeah, yeah. Because save the th- they just didn't touch that room, but they stayed in the house. Mm-hmm. But the room that she was, you know, killed in, they just just didn't even talk about it and the fam- yeah, the other God damn it, you know your shit. That's exactly. Yeah.
0: And and it and it, and, uh, and then he to not only not <coughs> only did he do that to bring them together, but then he uh you know he started putting everything into his into his wrestling you know to keep his family together and, and all that stuff but
2: yeah it doesn't seem like a guy when you hear him talk that he carries baggage from it like he'll it, still talk about it you know yes. what i mean like he's yeah he's just such a focused person and it's amazing what you learn in anything that you know what you get if you really focus on it
0: yeah yeah yeah, absolutely he wrote a book called uh was it did the book he read was it called uh, once you've wrestled everything is easy
2: no he no, it was something else, and it was a black-and-white photo of his head in a black turtleneck. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with that <laughs> yeah. one. I haven't read that one, but... Uh... Notes to
1: self. Read up on that
2: game. <laughs> it's Dude, it... the, the guys,
0: yeah. Yeah. Not just for wrestlers, but anybody who wants to do anything should learn from
2: that guy. Yeah. He's... That psycho focus. That yeah. Kobe Bryant. Did you play did sports growing up? I did. I played baseball, basketball, football. Um, my best sport was basketball. I was good at all of them. Um, baseball is my favorite though, and I was, I was always jealous of people that got year-round baseball. Like I wish I grew up grown up in Florida, yeah, or California. But for some reason, especially Florida, and then now everybody shits on Florida and says <laughs> it's a shithole, which <laughs> I think is funny.
0: My brother wants to move there, and I'm like, dude, do you realize how fucking hot it gets in Florida and the humidity?
1: Car? The humidity alone in Florida is just will kill you. Yeah, I but mean the humidity
0: in Iowa sucks. Yeah, and in Kansas. And, yeah, and all over the Midwest. But it, it is this, here it is a special kind of uh, hot in, yeah. humidity in, in Florida and Georgia and that that area. Really like, smell it? Yeah, like it's just. Well, like thing. you can feel
1: it in, when you walk out of the plane in that gap in between the jetway. I mean, it hits you it's like yeah. in that little gap. You're like, what? As the
0: As soon as you walk out, yeah. it's like two pounds just got added ah. to you, and it's all moisture. It's <laughs> like, so. Yeah.
2: But I love baseball.
0: Yeah. And you were really good at it? I was, I
2: was pretty good at it. Um, I wish that I could have practiced. I would you know, it was only a three-month sport in Iowa. Yeah. So, and then also I remember just like, you know, ga- you'd have only like maybe a game or two a week, and you'd get really excited about it as a kid. Yeah. And uh, and I was a catcher. I loved catching. Um, but then, you know, it would rain like it does often in the Midwest. Right. And everybody in the town be like, oh, this is good for the farmers. I'm like, fuck the farmers. I'm going to play baseball, <laughs> yeah. you know? I hate. Everybody would say, oh, this is great. It's raining. Yeah, like, you get, yeah. To this day, I won't wear an umbrella. Just because of that, like, oh, it's raining. Good. Yeah. We got like rain now.
0: Yeah. Even oh. though
2: it's this polluted acid shit in L.A.
0: Yeah. It, it never fucking rains here. Like, last year, remember when it rained for, like, It rained all day long. It rained for like
1: a week or something. It was
0: one of the best days of my life. Like, it was a good excuse to like, because here it's always so nice. You feel like a dick if you're not outside or if you don't go outside at least once a day. Yeah, I go outside all the time. Yeah, it was like one of those days, though, where it was like okay to sit inside and watch movies all day or, you know, binge on YouTube or uh, YouTube. Netflix. um, Netflix, yeah. Um, And I think that's what we did. And I was just like, this. it never fucking rains here. I like it
1: when it rains. I can go and sit up like on the patio and have a beer and watch it rain. Yeah. Like you, know, you can't. You don't get to
2: do that very often here. So. See, I've become more psycho though. I like to go to the gym when it rains. I go every you know a lot, but I like to go when it rains and see who's there, mm-hmm. and know that like oh these are the these are the fucking foot soldiers. Yeah. Like last time I was there, like Adam Eagle was on a treadmill working out. I'm like hell yeah. Yeah. You know, get it.
0: Yeah.
2: Because it like the place is dead. All these vain ass. Los Angeles spots that you know, you see the people that really like those places.
0: Dude, when it rains here, people turn into it's like they all turn into eighty year old like, oh, it's raining outside. Or, or it's okay. the end of the world, it's apocalypse. They
1: go get canned goods and
0: what, bottle of water because they don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah the, the driving to me is just what drives me fucking in a, oh, up of a wall. But do, what do you do, do you, when you when you work out? Do you run the treadmill? I used to love. I, I bike up to the
2: observatory a few times a week. Okay.
0: Clear? You have to go through like a mile
2: of city, which sucks. It, it jet dude. I, you it's nice to be around comics
1: that are wor- that I quit care about you fi- too. care about physical fitness. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't. Know. I don't drink. Most much. comics don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think nowadays they, they do actually. Like back in like the eighties and nineties, Larry Marks was telling me he goes, you know that he's the owner of uh, the Looney Bins and uh, some Midwest clubs, and and he goes, you know the difference now when I, in the eighties and nineties, comics were always like trying to score Coke. They were all like, I need some Coke. <laughs> and now the people, now the comics that come in are like, uh, do you guys have a gym in this movie? Where can so I go? Uh, that's
2: probably my second or third question when I get to a club. That's hilarious. because you have a yeah.
1: deal with the local gym here? But, but yeah. that
2: said, I hate people that, I hate guys that talk about their workouts. And I, I, I talk about it on stage. Like, it's just such an annoying kind of, it's also what you eat. Like, you know, yeah. but, I think whatever works for... If it works for you, I can't judge you. Yeah.
1: yeah. But don't be with those comics that diss... I know some like older guys comics that diss other comics for well, you young guys and your physical feelings. Oh, yeah, know. because we want to live on yeah, it. But you but the, yeah, and, you And, will. and be, and be attracted to the opposite sex. What's, what's wrong with that? Yeah.
2: Also, my mind doesn't work. Like, I'm very regimented. I, I write every day. I, you know, meditate all this shit. And if one of those is off, it affects everything. Really? everything
0: yeah I think we're very similar that way like you and I have had some good conversations back in the uh yeah in the bar and and every time I talk to you I'm like yeah Lucas and I we understand each other (laughs) like because I'm the same way when if if things don't you know I like to do the same things I've been trying to meditate um are you good at it
2: I mean you do it every day I don't think anybody ever gets I don't think you can be good at it I think there's something you do yeah. Well, in some days it feels like it works more is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. I think it works. I mean, it's all part of the aggregate. Like, Seinfeld, I love watching YouTube videos of Seinfeld talking about meditation.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've they're fantastic.
2: Oh, you've seen them? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and, he, you know, it's not, you don't feel the effects, but you do feel, you know, at one o'clock, two o'clock when other people might start winding down. Yeah. That you're able to keep going. Yeah. Well,
0: and the reason I say do you feel like you do it right is because like there are days where I I feel like oh I'm actually meditating like I'm getting something out of it, and then there are other days where I'm totally thinking about something else. But recently I was in I think Reno and I got up and did it, and uh, and the whole day I was like I did it right today. Like (laughs) the whole day I just felt like calm and in the moment and. So meditate like me like
1: with the whole fingers and in the Indian style
0: like like you see on TV. Let your mind wander. Yeah. Don't judge your thoughts. Yeah, you can. You can do that. Um, I can't. I find that I can't really sit cross-legged. I like to have my feet on the floor when I do it. Actually, and sometimes I will do that finger thing. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you feel like kind of a tool doing it. But you're like, that's something else you have to get over. You're like you're by yourself. You're just yeah. trying to get in your own yeah in your own head and out of it too. You know, like like it's true. Like the only moment. The only way to take care of the future, which is something we all get anxious about, is to take care of right now. That's the only way you can really you know, if you really concerned about the future, all you can do is what's best for you at this best at this particular
2: moment. And, and my uncle, he's a professional woodcarver in Iowa and he got me this it's this wooden stump. Yeah. And I sit on it and I you know, tell Siri to send an alarm for twenty minutes, you put the phone on airplane mode. And you really, you can't judge it. Like, I, I you know, used to read a book every couple weeks. Now I'm going through this fucking Bruce Lee book, and it's just quotes of Bruce Lee. It's like 300 pages. Yeah. I can't get more than, like, four pages in before, like, your head starts to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is too fucking much. He's got 300 pages He's of 300 quotes. He's got 300 pages of quotes, and he died when he was 32. That's insane. Jesus.
0: Wow, some good people died at 32. Bill Hicks died at 32 also. But yeah, hundreds of quotes, and yeah, they're they're uh... yeah, enough quotes to
2: fill up a book. Tim, <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. Who was your comedy influence growing up? Where you did? Um, you know, I watched a uh, young comedian special
0: with uh, that. Uh, I think Hicks was on it, and Dice was on it, and uh, it was a Dangerfield thing that he hosted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dice was on it, but the one that really. I wouldn't say he was my influence, but the one who kind of planted the seed the most, probably, was Sam Kennison. Because on that five-minute special, he was joking about, um, he was joking about, like, Jesus getting nailed to the cross and all this stuff. And I grew up Southern Baptist, and he was talking about some stuff that even at 10 years old, I was like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I can't help it. It's <laughs> just so fucking funny. You know, like, his fa- my favorite bit, um, Eleanor Kerrigan and I were recently talking about this, but when he was talking about uh, the Ethiopians, uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, don't send these guys another, don't send them any more food, don't send them any, send them trucks, you know, they need to get out of there. He goes, he goes, hey, bang that camera guy over here. He's like, you see this? You see this? It's sand. You know what it's going to be in a hundred years? It's going to be sand! You live in the fucking desert! You need to go where the food is! And I'm like ten years old, but I'm thinking, that's what I've always thought. Like, why don't they just go somewhere else? Like, it sucks there, clearly. <laughs> and obviously, but there's more to home. it. Yeah, well, move. <laughs> obviously, there's more to it. But um, he was—I don't know if he was an influence, but he was uh, that comedian special. Um, put it in the back of my head, like I'm gonna do. That's this. the when I think of
1: Sam Kinison. That's the same exact bit that comes to my mind right away. Yeah,
0: sand. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be sand. What about you? Who's your first Dang. influence?
2: Um, I saw—I I love Mitch Hedberg He was the first guy that I saw in college, and I saw him when I was nineteen. And um I saw him with my two brothers and it was in Iowa and I was going to the U- University of Iowa at the time, so it was like, you know, an hour and a half away mm-hmm. in Des Moines where we saw him at the Valor Ballroom and uh he was on tour with Stephen Lynch and Al Madrigal was hosting. Okay. And Stephen Lynch had cancelled that day, so Al was bumped up to feature. And I remember I only know this because years later, like ten years later mm-hmm. like no like Six years later, I came to the store and, and met Al. and realized that it was the same comedian because yeah. he had changed so much. And, you know, when I was 19, I wasn't thinking about being a comedian and all this. But So I just watched the show as a mem- you know, an audience member, and I saw Al Madrigal as a Mexican from San Francisco. Yeah. So you moved out to L.A. before you knew you wanted to do comedy? No, I came out here for a writer's workshop. Okay. And I just realized that if you really want to write, you should do stand-up. Okay. As uncomfortable as that is. Yeah. Because writers don't really you know, you have to learn the stage presence. Yeah. Okay. And that's yeah, that's and that's when you started doing stand up and
0: was this your first place you ever did it? The comedy store? You it wasn't ever- the
2: first place Ice House was the first place I performed, but this was the first place that remember Willie Hunter, you know, I became friends with him fast and he said, Find a place and stay st- stick to it. Yeah. Like find a place that where you fit in and grow there. Okay. And, you know, that's what the, the beauty of the store is, like, for years, they gave me a stage to eat it on. Yeah. And that was so helpful. That you, is so helpful. So you've been out here for how long
0: now? Eight years. And doing comedy for eight years? Eight years, yeah. Okay. okay. But, yeah. So go ahead. What
2: you gonna I was going to say, growing up, like, in, in my town of Iowa, kind of the same thing, being 10 years old, like, uh, Kinnison and I kind of... It was a heavily censored town where we didn't get MTV because the Beavis and Butthead, some kid, burned down his house. You remember this? Really? Do you remember this? That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah, and like the Nazarene church in town, they, they pressured the cable provider to, you know, so we couldn't get Comedy Central, MTV, or, or you know, cable was like 24 channels, including like you know, QVC and all this shit. Were you, were you allowed to dance at this? in the city? You were allowed to dance, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a two two theater movie you know movie theater they would get like movies three months after they came out yeah like we got christmas movies in april and shit (laughs) (laughs) and uh but yeah so and i remember always learning thinking that acdc the band was stood for after christ devil comes yeah like that's what that's what i was taught as a kid and so i you know what what would it stand for after christ devil comes after christ devil comes and then christ. as an adult i became a huge acdc fan you know they're named after like malcolm and angus young's grandmother's typewriter or uh, sewing machine okay. you know <laughs> it alternate current direct current okay but it, you know it's just so funny how like you know I, I, so it was a very jesus loving kind of town and yeah um but yeah growing up like i I wasn't, I'm i I'm still not a huge Knissen fan, but I remember being exposed to him and just being told no. Yeah. So that made you obviously want to watch it. It yeah. made me want to watch it. And I, you know, because we couldn't get Beavis and Butthead, I'd save my allowance and do chores, had paper outs. And I'd buy, you know, the Beavis and Butthead tapes, the VHS ones, because yeah. they couldn't, send, you know, they couldn't stop Sam Goody or whoever from selling those. Yeah. And, you know, I'd buy. You know, I was a popular kid in school and I'd have all the you know, guys over and we'd have, you know Beavis and Butthead party. And it was, it was amazing. It was like porn to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I remember I was in high school, this is like an aside story, but I was in high school and my friend's girlfriend we were all drinking or something, like sophomores or juniors in high school and uh, and Beavis and Butthead was really popular and and my friend Mike's girlfriend was going she was just going crazy about something. And my other friend, Mike, looked at me and he goes, she's going crazy or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh so fucking hard, but anyway. Well, dude, working at the Comedy Store, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 got to meet Mike Judge a couple times, and I've talked to him. And, you know, talk about a guy that doesn't look like a comedian, or, you know, whatever he is. He doesn't look like a guy that works in comedy. Like, he looked pretty buff. Mm-hmm. Good-looking dude, I thought. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, and funny as all hell, but it dry, dry. You know, also very dry. He told me a funny Jim Carrey story, and it's like you know he knew a writer from Liar Liar, and you know, they went to Jim's house and knocked on the door to work, and Jim answered the door, buck naked. He's like. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, yeah, come on in. Can you just wait ten more minutes while I finish getting ready? And then when Jim turned around, he had a carrot jammed up his ass. (laughs) That's a great fucking...
1: (laughs) See, that's a funny story, but if I was there, I would have been fucking mortified. (laughs) I'm like, what?
0: Yeah. There's a guy on my, uh... Never mind. That's <laughs> that means it's going to be the best story ever. So if you catch yourself. Well, just stomp. for some reason, it made me think of it. There was this guy we were, we used to hang out with. I was a wrestler, and, and when I, went, I wrestled for two years in college, and we would hang out with the baseball players. And there was this guy from Oklahoma, and he's like talking about one of his other baseball friends, and he was like, "Yeah, he'll just start." we'll just be watching a movie and he'll just start masturbating. I'm like, dude, not in front of me, won't. Like, That shit's going to go. That's gonna end real quick. <laughs> anyway, that's what made me think of that. So, This is the time you realize you're on Facebook Live. Um, <laughs> what's that thing say? I'm kind of curious now what that question is. I have to lift it up here. Well, just put your head over there. Uh, is watching. It just says they're watching. Oh,
1: okay. Well, Bring Shannon them out. What their name? Uh, th- th- it doesn't say their name, it just has their right. icon.
0: How many are people are watching? Does it have that? Four there. Four. <laughs> <I would say.
2: laughs> yeah. anyway,
0: um, it's probably because uh, the lighting's so bad, but
2: Yeah, I didn't know I wanted to be a comedian until I came here.
0: Yeah. Well that's cool. That's uh that's not your typical story. I mean most people come out here with a with a plan and all that
2: stuff. <laughs> I mean you started working here and within David? Yeah, five months. Okay. As a bartender? No, you know? no, I was a lot guy. Okay, I so loved it. So you were it.
0: one of those guys.
2: I loved it. You were a what guy? A lot guy, a lot where you like park the cars. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was. It, it was. A, it was my. Still is kind of my favorite job here. Yeah. I learned to drive stick in the lot. Really? Yeah. In the lot. In the <laughs> lot. So I, used, I missed driving I was, a stick? I was a so uh, one of my first jobs here was a
1: uh, valet for like a wedding place, and I was like the oldest guy, obviously, and. I was in charge of teaching the new kids how to drive a stick. Really? Yeah, so I'm like, on premises, like, look, just get it in the fucking first, and, and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's all you have to yeah. do.
0: Yeah, I don't think too many people out here drive a stick shift. Um, Not with I these, mean, it's so hard with the traffic and yeah. everything, but I really miss it. Like, I yeah, Every day I miss to, it. Yeah, I remember learning how to drive when it, it makes you a better, excuse me, it makes you a better driver because you have to, pay attention to what the fuck you're doing the whole time. You and have to pay attention to the car. Yeah, you and know? it's so much more fun to drive them,
2: but... That is true. And if you're driving an old muscle car, you have to get a stick. Yeah. That's, it. That's kind of why, like, well, someday I'm going to have this, you know? And, you know? You get to interact with everybody that comes in the club, too. Yeah. That's... Yeah.
0: Wasn't it nerve-wracking, parking people's cars?
2: I talked to this about... I, never, I never hit anybody else's car. Really? Ever. I was very... And I would... I would yeah, I never
0: did. I hit a car here... Not too long ago. It cost me 300 bucks. Are you serious? i i got some cars, yeah. but i never said anything. So. <laughs> <I don't
1: think.
0: laughs> well, no one saw it but me. I, I think that's that happened quite a few times here, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I bumped somebody's car. It wasn't even in the lot. I was up there. You know how you park on that hill sometimes yeah, if yeah. it gets too busy? Yeah. But my car rolled forward, and it hit somebody's car, and I got out, and I looked, and... Uh, I didn't see anything, so I left, and then I get a text from this guy like, "Hey man, you hit my car," and I was like, "I did." I mean, I know I hit something, but I checked, and anyway, long story short, it cost me three hundred bucks. I ended up just, I was like, well, "Yeah, it's not he charged nothing. you three hundred bucks for nothing. You didn't see anything wrong with this car." Well, he sent me a picture, and there was like, it was a, it was dark when it happened, but he sent me a picture, and you know, it was either disputed or. You know, it really wasn't worth that to me, so I just sent him a check for 300 bucks.
2: You, you also can't get addicted to, like, a nice car in L.A. Yeah. Like, I have a good friend that just got a nice, and he got his first, like, fender bender, and he's like, you can't get over it. It's like, dude, get yeah. over it. Yeah, when I first moved out here, it was the first,
0: I've only had one brand new car in my life, and it's been paid off for a couple years now. But when I brought it out here, like, it was just every other day I was getting hit by something or I was doing something stupid or rearing in somebody. Or I'm not a great driver. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the
1: parallel parking. Like, yeah, I had my my bumper, my rear bumper is just, just, like, license plate screw holes and, and scrapes from people pulling out.
2: The best part of the lot, though, is that you also see just all the levels of comedy. Yeah. You see, like, people come in with the shittiest of shitty cars and whenever you think you have a shitty car don't worry there's a comedian that has a shitty car <laughs> yeah. that's gonna come you know <laughs> and then you also saw like the nicest of the nice like Marlon Wayans was coming in and he he drove like this new new BMW and and I remember parking him and I'm like Marlon that's the nicest car I'm ever gonna drive he said one day you'll own a Bentley and he put his arm around me gave me a hug and then he, he learned my name and he, you know, it was like yeah, you were able to interact with people you would normally interact with. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that lot still. Uh, I mean, it's it's one of the coolest
0: parts about being a paid regular is you get to park in the lot and uh, it's cool to be able to, to do that. But it's it's nerve wracking. Even the other day, somebody asked me to move it like before the podcast, and I just and I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna nail this guy." <laughs> and I'm always that person that thinks I've got like two inches, and I get yeah. out and there's like four feet, and I'm like, yeah. "Damn." <laughs> it was
1: like today when you said where to park. It. He's like, "You're gonna park at this lot down the street." I go, "Yeah, that's where us on past Park. I, I know, I'm familiar with that lot because it's deceiving. It's only two dollars. We were talking about it, two yeah. on- it's only two dollars for two hours in yeah. West Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. it almost that's- feels like a trap. I know. It's like no way. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I parked there today because I just didn't want to fuck with the lot or get
2: interrupted during the oh podcast, no shit. But yeah, dude, do I, I right have
0: more um, down here. By oh no, no, I'm I'm I'll
2: I'm mean, gonna I mean, probably go to Sweet Greens or something. Okay. um yeah, I haven't driven in a year, because last year I got T-boned, and then, yeah, I've been in two accidents, so I just kind of said fuck it for a, for a bit. Yeah. So, I'm going to get a car, but I'm taking my time.
0: Yeah, well, if you don't need one... If you I don't... If you're getting away without
2: having one... Yeah. yeah go for it. Yeah. Jesus. Well, you get all that, like, dumb shit you have to do as a comedian, the Instagram, the Facebook, all the kind of mind-numbing, liking shit. Right. You get that done in the back seat of an Uber. Yeah, that's true. So you don't... Also, I think that... Like, I'm starting to get road rage in the backseat of Ubers. You know what I mean? But, like, for the longest time, <laughs> I couldn't give a shit how long the ride took.
0: Yeah. Because it's the same in an Uber. It's not like a cab where you can see the meter ticking off. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Dude, that's Because in a worst. cab, yeah, it is. You're sitting there just <laughs> watching that fucking thing kick, tick... Take every 50 because <laughs> goes another 10 cents. God damn it, I haven't left the airport yet. It <laughs> cost me fourteen dollars. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. Well I drive for Uber still because yeah. my career's on fire and, and, and some people will some people get at I'm just following the app. If you don't like the way I'm going, yeah fucking tell me. Yeah. They'll wait like Tim. 10- you went the wrong way. Well, dude, you didn't say a word. Oh, I right. have it I have my phone right there. Okay. You see the route. I have the sound on. Yeah. So, if you're not paying attention, I'm just going to follow that way. Yeah, I guess now
0: anybody can, like, you know, drive an Uber or Lyft or anything. Because when I was a kid, I was just amazed how taxi drivers got anywhere. Because I'm still just awful about directions. Oh, like, yeah.
2: What, oh, you mean with What GPS are those especially? old maps called that LA had? Yeah. The, the,
1: the Thom- Thomas Guide. Thomas Guide or something like that? Like, Yeah. I mean, that was not even, that wasn't even that long ago. Like, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Whatever, before, before GPS, like, really took over. Yeah.
2: How long had you lived here before you started driving for Uber?
1: Uh, I've been, eh, I'm, Uber's like back and forth, I stopped for a while, cause I'm, I'm gonna kill somebody.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I think I've been doing like three years on and off.
2: Yeah, you oh you yeah, okay. Yeah, about three I, years on and off. I had a driver that had lived here like a week. And he's already doing it? He's already doing yeah. it, it's like.
1: I didn't need to do it, cause I had other jobs, you know, but then I just did it like, you know, what the fuck, why, why as well, cause it was so easy to sign up. And. It does come in handy, you know, when, like, other shit falls through, yeah. gigs fall through. Yeah, stuff it's perfect like that. for a yeah, I'm like, all right, like, I'm, I'll go out, you know, but I, yeah. I, I can't do it full-time, because, again, I, I will kill someone, <laughs> I was, and I can't go after midnight, because I can't handle the drugs. I, yeah. I, will, I will not do... I always minute. thought
0: being a substitute teacher would also be a good job for a comic. Like, when I first... Did, be surrounded I, by a bunch of kids, are you when crazy? I, when I first moved <laughs> out here, and all my, all my... I came out here with, like... 10 grand, and I thought it was going to last me, because I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't book anything, because I was like, oh, just, I need to stay in town, and that 10 grand was gone in like... Three months? Two or three months, yeah. I was yeah. just depleted. I was like, God, I'm going to start substitute teaching, but I have never in 17 years gotten any other job, and I'm proud of that, and I'm glad that I didn't substitute teach, because I probably would have murdered one of those little fuckers. <laughs> just, uh, especially today. Yeah. like
1: Like, the way they, like, you know there's no uh, respect for authority or anything like that, yeah. it seems like. Or like you know, uh, just you see the videos of those kids like telling teachers to fuck off and like what? Hey, we did we, that too. We, I, I, oh dude. You didn't I, do that? I, I'm forty four man, that way. Back in those days. Come you on, did, there's some there's some you,
2: I said it under my laser I, in I your class or my teacher to fuck off. I did yeah, it. Yeah, he probably
0: I love I love substitute things like <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Like you're not gonna try to show a movie, you're gonna try to teach us. Fuck off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you? Uh, what did you go to college for? And were your parents okay with you wanting to do comedy?
2: My parents and my family in general—they're the best. They're supportive with anything. And, I met you know, your brother. Yeah, which uh, Grant Ryan? Do you I remember? Don't remember which one it was? Okay, there's one that looks like. One that looks like me, one that really doesn't. He didn't look like you. Okay. So, yeah, yeah okay. that's Grant. He lives in Austin. He's the best. Um, made me a Bills fan, unfortunately.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but uh, Bet your parents are cool with it? They're, you know, just work hard at whatever you do. That's it. Yeah, that's cool. You know, give a shit. Um, yeah, I studied. I studied economics at first, and then I switched to journalism and you know, fucking the communications bullshit degree because honestly... Journalism is hard
0: as shit. That is a tough degree.
2: It's, seriously, isn't it? No, it's easy. Oh, it is? Well, it was like journalism, mass communications and I got a psychology minor and I, uh, in economics honors. Okay. So, uh, no, I loved it because like it was the nicest building in school and mm-hmm. also you could take like the most, you know, the most diverse array of classes. Yeah. You know, I was known for the writer's program. Yeah. You know, like, Kirk Vonnegut taught there. Um, Tennessee Williams went there. Okay. You know Gene Wilder. You know studied acting there, and you know so I got to take those classes. You know and the, those would count towards. Yeah. And um, also like the communications building was top notch. because, like Tom Brokaw. You know was a student there, and I think he dropped out. He couldn't handle the partying. Really. A lot of partying. Yeah, I've heard that about Iowa. Marion talks about that. It's like last Netflix special calls out Iowa City. It's like you know it's the only town where you have these. You know, we call it the EPB building, the English philosophy building, and you have these writer's workshop nerds, and you have these football, you know, blowhards, Yeah. and they all live in this small town. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that about Iowa, that, uh, that some pretty
0: good parties go on there. My uh, friend Tom Ryan, who coaches Ohio State, went there, and he was telling me about some of the the parties that used to go on there, and, and I guess the brand Brothers, who are the coaches now, mm-hmm. they they... Always been stone cold sober, but they they uh, would go to parties and like the rumor is that they would like. I mean they were one hundred twenty six pounders, one hundred thirty four pounders, and rumor has that they would like go and start shit with football players and like nobody
2: fucked with the brands brothers. Yeah. They're like these little Tasmanian devils. <laughs> nobody nobody fucked no, with those guys. Yeah, oh. totally. Like you, because you wrestled all throughout school, right? Yeah. Okay, like I played basketball instead, and I was I was it was my best sport, but. We would always, we would always fight the wrestlers. Yeah, we were friends during right. the day, but we all practiced the same time, and we were kids, and we were you know, fucking around. And being like thirteen, fourteen, we were all you know about six to ten inches taller than most of them, yeah. and they would they would beat the shit out of us. <laughs> we'd go up to first off, we were dumb because we'd go up to the wrestling mats, not the basketball courts. Right. Maybe if we were on the basketball courts, might have been different. Yeah, they'd still probably take us down. and hurt more, but. Yeah. but like in the wrestlers always trained by the boy of the room so they were just yeah. the toughest little, but you see these little fucking tough little sons of bitches and to this day I will not fight like certain builds of, of men yeah like my you know Tony Hinchcliffe I won't fight him
0: yeah why is that
2: <laughs> because he's a short he's a short bony person scrappy yeah yes. scrappy they, scrappy wiry wir- wir- ý- he's wiry wiry he's wiry I've told st- or him
1: this or wait was saying freak strong like a spider monkey mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Like yeah, right. like I yeah I could overpower him, but Scrawny always wins. Yeah, I, I think I would
1: it. rather have someone like my same height, build, than actually someone smaller totally. because totally.
0: you know you yeah. know your own weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. Wrestling tall guys <laughs> for me was always the, the most difficult. I had the most tough trouble with tall guys. Who could yeah, throw their legs in and all that shit. Really? Oh yeah. Oh,
2: well, especially if they're like tall and lean because they're you're, yeah. Yeah, you're in the same weight class, so yeah. you have to.
0: They knew If they knew if they knew how to use their leverage and all that. Um, like, when you're little and nobody knows how to wrestle, the tall, skinny kids are like, I'm going to mop the mat. <laughs> um, to tall, skinny kids and the kid that would shake your hand really hard. Yeah. Because like at the beginning of the match, you have to shake hands. Yeah, and the kid that good. would shake your hand real hard. I, I always, my you, first thought was, I'm going to fuck you up. And you know, his coach
1: told him that. Make sure you give him a firm grip when you shake his hand. His coach yeah, probably told him
0: that. Yeah, and... Uh, but those are the kids you know are just trying to like intimidate you. And you're mm-hmm. just like, I already know by your handshake, you don't know shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the town, Oskaloosa, so they're one of the rival towns is called Pella, and it was a Dutch town. So it was all, you know, white kids like us, but they were all tall white kids. Mm-hmm. And they would mop the floor with us in basketball. I remember I bet a girlfriend's like in, Eighth grade, I'm like you were going, you know, taking the bus to Pella to go play. I'm like, I bet we lose. Like, I bet you don't. I made money betting against my own team yeah. that I played on. <laughs> I mean, because they were all taller than us, and yeah, like I was fucking little Dutch. I remember, uh, you know, Kyle Korver. He, he plays in the NBA. He's like a three point specialist. His little brother was my age, and okay, he just lit me up. Yeah, <laughs> he just all the all the boys, you know, have like names that start with K.
0: Yeah,
2: Clayton. And uh, they, they beat us by, like, 50, and I made money, and I had <laughs> bragging rights over my lady. It was amazing. Um, what is your,
0: uh, do you have, like, a goal that you want in comedy, or you just want to do it for a living? A goal? Or, yeah, um, like to a be happy. Goal. Yeah.
2: To make others happy. You know, yeah. I get these 1 a.m. spots, because I got passed in August. Mm-hmm. Still relatively new. Name's not on the wall yet, but, you know, it will be in a couple months, and... If you know Tim, I really just prep for those sets, yeah. And I also get Fallout, which is huge. And I get up every night when it, you know I get up every night. I'm at that point where you know, I got to open for Bill Burr. It was about a year and a half. You ago. mean just somewhere in general, or at the store you get up every night? Yeah, somewhere in general, okay. yeah. I get um you know I've got I've, I opened for Bill and that that it was in front of my you know family as in, in Ames. You know at Iowa State, and God damn it, like ever since then I thought of it like this is my job. Yeah.
0: Well, and something happens too when you when you start thinking of it that way, and you just kind of put all your eggs in one basket. Like when I first started doing comedy, it was amazing, and still for 17 years it's been this way. Whenever I start to think like God, my date, my schedule looks like shit or whatever, I still have to tell myself like all you have to do is put in the work whether it be writing or trying to create something or you know cleaning out your garage if it's something positive it's amazing how I'll go back in the house and somebody will have emailed me or emailed my manager and she's gotten back to me and I'm like I've got four dates for you and when I just let go of it and don't worry about it and try to just stay positive and do some kind of work whether it's working out or whether it's you know just trying to do something positive it all falls together have it's you been read that way for seven years have you years. considered uber <laughs>
2: <laughs> you've been reading the bruce lee book too haven't you no i haven't but uh, I,
0: would, I would like to no
2: like tim you know i when i came out here too because i had a college degree like dude, i was applying for everything and i couldn't get a job the store was like one of my first jobs mm-hmm. you know and i did other shitty things just to make do oh you're a door guy you're not making anything um but i was doing internships and i interned at a record company and i interned at a video game company and the first internship at the record company i was scanning photos for this rich guy you know yeah. just family photos onto his computer like that was my job like yeah. fuck this and he lived in the hills and i you know biked up there's they showed up sweaty every day so and uh then the second one, the video game company, like the first day they're like, Okay, put you know put, you know, these auditions onto this hard drive and all this and like, oh, this is real shit. This is learning, you know, voice production casting. Yeah. You know, filming. And uh I stay there for eight years and I still, you know, do off and on work for them. So I've worked in video games and production and just learning other skills like because like this podcast when you can help yourself like that and you can shoot your own shit and yeah. if you write something you don't have to wait for other people yeah that's always been my goal because like the money I make at the store I've just saved and put into equipment and you know shit that
0: yeah yeah I've always been and I think we had this conversation one night too like you're good at saving money, and I always have been good at saving money too, even when I wasn't really making any money, I was always able to to save it, and um, I graduated with a guy who's really good at, knows a lot about investing and all that stuff, so I've been able to invest some stuff, so I I I've always have to tell myself too, like, you're not starving, you're fine, like, you know, it'll be okay, you don't have to, if someone offers you something that sucks or some bullshit, you know, my first instinct grow, grow, from growing up as a poor kid is, you know, take that work, you know, it's like, no, not all work is good work, and if, if you pass on that, something better will come, and Eight nine times out of ten, that's what happens. Something better comes along, and I always remember that date. I'm like, oh, that's right. Somebody offered me that bullshit. Yeah, that, that turned down. And 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 at first I thought about doing it, and and I didn't. And you know,
1: that's why I like having other outlets to make money, so I can tell these scumbags, you know, you come out and do this gig for you know nothing. And Eight I'm bucks like, and a fee, yeah. Sandwich. I'm like, yeah, you know, oh, a, a bar tab. No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. I'm not driving three hours.
0: <laughs> for, for that, no, sorry. Yeah. But uh, Cause it's nice to break, break it a... down, like the travel and everything. You're like, yeah. God, I'm making four bucks an hour. At, I should just get a job After this much
1: time, time, I can't lose money. Yeah. Being in, in comedy this long, I can't lose money. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it's a real great gig,
2: I can break even at least, but I can't lose money. I can't be yeah. in the red. But, you, know? Uh, you know, I'm also, I also fuck money. I, I don't I, think of I, I it, it so I don't. much. But, yeah. I, you know, when you start. I swear the funniest comedians when I was doing open mics and shit were the ones that didn't have cars. Yeah. And then, like, you know, this guy pulled in, like, with a new, you know, 2011 Corolla or some shit, whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, but you're not funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather be funny and poor than. Yeah, and have money and, and just not be real.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. And there's a lot of guys, you know, this business is geared, especially these days, where you can make a living, you can be a working comic and make a decent living and always be booked and still not be very funny. And, and it drives me crazy. And fuck being one of those guys. <laughs> like, I mean, I get it, and good for them that they, you know, can They found their their, niche. you know, whatever. But um, it's frustrating that some of these guys, you see their calendars filled up and you're like, yeah, but you suck at comedy you know but
2: Just be patient. Working on yeah
0: and and i've done you know i i have to remind myself all the time like it's it's i'm fine <laughs> you know like it's easy to look at somebody else and be like oh that guy's not even good and he's here or whatever but if you're if you're truly good at what you do then you know and i personally believe in god or whatever and I, i've I've, whenever I've gotten down on myself or whatever, I just tell myself, like, if you're not where you want to be, it's because you haven't done everything you can with what God gave you. And when you do that, then you get rewarded for it. And that's usually what happens I can make myself remember that, you know? Um, things Dude. always come together when you have the right attitude.
2: I'm reading this fucked up book. It's, uh, <laughs> You know Alan Watts? I know the name. He didn't write it, but I think it was, I don't think he wrote it. It was, it was like, inspired by kind of his his uh, philosophy, though. And It's a book about how Jesus has always existed. Like, even in, like, Buddhists, or even in, like, you know, old ancient, you yeah. know, Oriental cultures. Like, they had the equivalent. Yeah. Just hit that. There you go. You know, they had the equivalent of, uh, of, like, the whole concept of the Messiah. And, like, just the same story, and how the same story's always been told, and will be told again.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I'm not familiar with that. What's the book called? Oh, God, I don't even remember.
2: I mean, it's a weird book.
0: Yeah. And I'm not going to finish it. By the way, we're <laughs> officially not on Facebook Live anymore. Aww. Yeah, it's okay. I don't...
2: Those four people are bummed.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, this was getting good.
2: <laughs> That's dope that... For the uh, audio listeners, not here's messing with a Sony camera, which I'm obsessed with cameras and... I mean, that, save that camera. It could be worth money someday. What do, you, what do you mean? Because it's such an early edition Alpha series, and now, like, all the people that were jaded with Canon years ago, you know, with the 5Ds, yeah. and they just didn't update it for yeah. fucking four years, um, they all switched to Sony, and now everybody's shooting Sony. So it's like having an original iPod.
0: Yeah.
2: Probably well, well, probably think, worth a ton, but, but it's it, better than selling it on eBay. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, Drake takes phenomenal pictures, and I mean, it's, it works. I swear, Tim, like, cameras are what guitars were in the 80s to, like, (laughs) get chicks, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) If you go out, like, on sunset with a nice camera, so many of these, like, Instagram models are like, oh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: so sad.
1: Well, actually, when I do Uber, I'll I'll keep this on my lap and just, that's smart. I do, like, I call it Uber (laughs) pics hashtag, and... Some people ask me about it. Like, I'll be just sitting there, and they're in the back seat, and I'll see something really cool at my window, and be like, and they're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I go, eh, don't mind me. I'm just, you know, I yeah. keep myself busy while, while I'm while I'm trucking drunk people around.
0: Yeah. Um, I've had a good time talking to you, Lucas. I hope, that, I hope you didn't feel like this was a... This was amazing. Thanks
1: for having me. Yeah, is... I
0: always wanted to have you on here, and... Uh... You know, like I said, Lucas and I have had some great conversations, especially when uh, when I was smoking pot. We would go, I would go back there. Do you
2: not? Oh, so you, because you know, Tim, I've been here long enough. I know you when you drank. Yeah. Briefly.
0: Yeah. Because I, think you, I was at
2: the tail end of my career when. I yeah, drank. yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's so funny when you like meet friends that like, oh, you haven't had a drink in five years. Yeah. Or you know whatever it's been like. Yeah, for me it's seven and. Uh, seven, goddamn. Yeah. So that's when I started. You were yeah. Yeah,
0: and I quit smoking pot for over three years, and then I fell off the wagon for a little while, and I haven't done that in a long time now either. Um, so, yeah. I was reading an article today about Woody Harrelson
2: saying how Willie Nelson got in the smoke pot again. Like, he took two years off, and he's just hanging out with Willie. And... Yeah, you can't. I, I, I don't imagine anybody could hang out with <laughs> Mother <laughs> Teresa would get stoned if she hung out with Willie Nelson long enough. So, uh,
0: but my alarm over there means uh, i got to wrap this shit up. Cause, uh, but yeah, when you're... And you're enjoying your... Other other than it being hotter than Satan's ass in here... I've, it is. The uh, really lighting even, sucks. <laughs> 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 other than that, I've really enjoyed the uh, conversation. I think I'm going to bring a uh, little fan in here and uh, next time we come. But anyway, do um, you got anything you want to plug or anything? Where can people find you?
2: Um, I'm at Comedy Juice. They'll have an improv tomorrow night. Um, find me at the store five nights a week.
0: Okay. Yeah, Lucas Hurl is always here. H-I-R-L. What's your Instagram Thank you. uh, At
2: Lucas Hurl. Same thing. At um, Lucas Hurl. Yeah, okay. spelled like girl with an H.
0: Cool. What's your middle name, Lucas? David. Lucas David Hurl. That's a good name. I My boy, I don't know if anybody... Uh, yeah, the Facebook Live people didn't hear this, but I'm having a baby boy, and uh, his name is going to be Micah Earl Colat, and Colat is my favorite wrestler of all time, Yeah. and this guy... Uh, Messaged me on the comments the other day. He was like, "At least you're not putting any pressure on the kid," and it bothered me for a long time because I was like, "That's the last thing I want to do is put pressure on him." <laughs> you know, if he doesn't want to wrestle, that's fine. I'm not going to force him to wrestle. And you know, and if he does want to wrestle, I'm just going to make sure it's fun for him. And and he'll get good if it's if he's if it's in him and he wants to and all that. But I'm not going to force him. And it bothered me. We went on a walk afterwards, and it bugged the shit out of me the whole walk. And and then I thought to myself, like, no, I'm not gonna let that bother me. And I went and I personally thanked everyone who made a positive comment. And afterwards I felt better. I was like, you've gotta focus on the positive, dude. It's not too late in your life to start doing that. And you know, focus on the po- focus on the three hundred people who said, Hey, congratulations, that's an awesome name, rather than the one guy who was like, Oh, that's a lot of pressure. It's not pressure. I'm not gonna be like, that's your name, and that's what you gotta do. You gotta be one of the <laughs> best wrestlers the world's ever seen. I'm not gonna be that dick. Um, so, anyway. Bruce Lee talks about that. Does he? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh Well, let on hold those little bastards. Um, we're going to wrap this up. Make sure you check out com. Todd, you got anything you want to plug, buddy? I am in Tucson Laughs this weekend. Well, this podcast comes out next Tuesday. So oh, well. Fuck it. It's not going to <laughs> help anything, but. Uh, TimGatherComedy.com all my dates are on there and uh, my social media stuff and go to making it happen, M-A-C-A-N ItHappen.com to help out a little bow making as always and uh, thanks for listening God bless all of you bye bye